0: Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of A Shot glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. By the tone of my voice, you may have ascertained that I just woke up and it's morning and I've had a topic on my mind for the past three days that I want to talk about and why delay? Who knows what's going to happen later? I may not have an opportunity later. Um, A lot of my joy came back into my life when I started living that way. Like, I had a year, several years ago, of why not? When an opportunity or something was posed to me, I'd say, why not? And if I couldn't come up with a why not, like a good enough reason, why not, then I would do it. Pardon me. Um, So why not? You know, my new husband kind of embarrassed me yesterday because he called me out on something I'm already sensitive about. So I've been spending kind of a lot of money making my place perfect for me. So when I purchased this place this year, I There are several things. I used to fantasize when I was leasing this unit, like if this was mine, I would do this. I would replace that hideous backsplash. And I would take down those super cheap curtain rods and put up nice girly ones. And I would paint the white builder grade walls and all of these different things. And so now that it is mine, I'm doing those things. Now, I am not really good at measuring or anything really to do with numbers. So... pardon me. I don't know what's going on. Oh, maybe I'm getting sick. Oh, no. Let it not be the COVID. I don't want the vid. However, that's not a symptom of the vid. Anyways, I'm off track. I haven't even gotten to the topic yet, but bear with me. So I measured for this beautiful mirrored backsplash that I found. And I measured about half as much as I actually needed. And I thought it was expensive at the time. But I thought, okay, so... You know several hundred dollars for a backsplash that's okay because I I am so happy with a mirror backsplash it brings more light in it makes it feel more open and then yesterday when this handyman came over he's like okay I need the rest of the tiles I'm like "Uh, I don't have the rest of the tiles so what I thought was going to be several hundred dollars for a backsplash turned out to be almost a thousand dollars for a backsplash and we're talking like a tiny kitchen It's like a foot and a half tall by five wide on one side and a foot and a half tall by like three on the other. Like I said, I'm not good with numbers. So husband was like, Angel, you're spending a lot of money on that place because he is very, he's, anyways, whatever. And immediately I felt embarrassed because I know he's right and I'm not good around money stuff. I, I feel embarrassed about paying people. I don't never know whether to tip. I hate bargaining. Um, I'm the kind of person where if I didn't look at the price right at the cashier and I get there and it's way too much, I won't say anything. I'll just secretly return it later. Like money makes me really uncomfortable. Um, so I felt very triggered inside. We were on FaceTime and I just looked at him with annoyance. And when he was finished, I said, are you done now? And he went, sorry, yes, (laughs) ma'am. I'm like, that was kind of bitchy. Anyhow, what I came to realize is this. My space is very important to me. I'm not like a shopper. I don't care about labels. But my space is my safety. It's where I get rest. It's where I get peace. It's where I praise and worship. It's where I do my work. I write my sermons. I study it's my reprieve away from this crazy world. And if I have to spend $1,000 on a backsplash so that for the next however long I own this place, 20 years, 30 years, I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, my backsplash. That's okay to me because I don't know if I'm going to die tomorrow. Here's the whole point. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And it doesn't give me an excuse to be reckless or careless or frivolous, but my priorities in my life are for making my space safe and enjoyable this is also the first place I have ever owned in my life um, I had always lived with boyfriends with my ex-husband everything I had was because of him and so I accept now I believe I deserve now and I want to make my space reflect what I find as beautiful and peaceful and lovely so you know uh. curtain rod, which is rose gold, by the way, and has like these globes, it looks like crystal on the end, but they're plastic with $40 beautiful, um, gauzy shears makes me just as happy as a thousand dollar mirrored backsplash four by 12 subway tiles, by the way. Um, and I'm okay with that because I can also, which I've been doing, I have a budget app. So I enter everything into the app, income, monthly expenses, shopping. I can also use that and see what I have to sacrifice for the next two or three months. So that I'm also doing that, which I said to my husband. Um, I know it's a lot of money now, but I am on top of it and I can see how far I can go with not being able to spend a penny Other than groceries and stuff. So anyways, all that to say is there's not a lot of joy right now in our world. And if you can find it in the little things that make you happy and it works for you and it doesn't put you in danger, I say go for it. Okay, so the topic for today. Now, it's based on a scripture verse, but hang in there with me because I'm going to apply this as higher power freedom because that's what it did for me. I pulled it up here. It's Matthew. And so the, the theme here is God as father or God as parent. Okay, here it is. Now, it's okay if I've brought religion into it and it offends you because it's for a greater good. And I promise I will apply it to recovery. Up here in Canada, we're much more sensitive about religious matters. Um, It's one of the reasons I have such a love for Americans because Americans are just so unapologetic about everything. And it makes me comfortable because I feel like a lot of times up here, my experience with Canadians is we're kind of nasty nice. Like, we'll say face and be polite and nice, but really we're like seething with rage underneath. And that's just my experience. Whereas with Americans, it's all out on the table, so I don't have to guess. And growing up in a household of parents, who constantly lied and denied my own experience or my own ability to see the truth. It always made me question people's motives. I never knew where I stood with them. I would hear them say something and know it was wrong. And then I would think it was about me. And so anybody, even if they offend me, if it's all out on the table, I am so much more relaxed. It's why I'm drawn to like really loud, crazy people. Because I'm like, you can see they're crazy. So I know what to do with it. So. For me, my relationship with my higher power and my ability to have contented sobriety happened most powerfully and is my most favorite part of my relationship with God when I was able to sink into the fatherhood of God or the parenthood of God. And so this Bible verse translates into that, and I'll tell you why. Matthew 18, 2 to 5. And he, Jesus, called a child to himself and set him before them disciples and other people truly i say to you unless you are converted and become like children he's not talking about converted into christianity he's like he's saying unless you become like children you will not enter the kingdom of heaven whoever then humbles himself as this child he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So when I, I don't know when this came to me, but yes, I do. It was yesterday in this closet. I was going to grab something. And for some reason, this verse came into my head and I thought the kingdom of heaven to me means a couple of things. One is where we go when we die. One is where the Holy uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are, have the most powerful iteration of themselves. Um, It's a different place. It's a spiritual place. It's a different plane. However, I also believe the kingdom of God is a place of peace, an inner place of peace where God dwells. And how do we get that peace in recovery? How do we do that with a higher power that's not like Jesus or Allah or Buddha or whatever? Well, when God became my parent, when God became my father and I became like a little child that was able to be parented, it was because I trusted God. And when you think of little children, most of them, look at a kindergarten playground, are free and happy and don't worry and don't think about the future. They are fully ensconced in the present and they have this implicit innate trust of the world around them they'll go inside the classroom they trust the teacher um, to lead them in their lessons to tell them when it's lunchtime they trust their parents to pick them up after school to bring them home to tuck them into bed to make them dinner you know most children exist that way lots of us didn't lots of us were betrayed by these trusts which reinforces to me how powerful and how essential and important to our healing seeing our higher power as a parent is so becoming like the children i.e. being free being trusted being taken care of allows us to enter the kingdom of god which is peace and love and abundance only when we trust god to provide those things for us that a parent would provide That's when I really started to transform. That's when I started to understand um, or embody a fearlessness about life. This year has been the most powerful year for me, in part because I trust God to provide. But I make a decision, just like step three, I make a decision to trust that God is that for me. And if I'm wrong, time will tell. But in the meantime, I choose to trust him with my life, with my will, with my thoughts, with my actions. It's a relief. It's a way easier way to go about life. And making a decision, like it says in the beginning of step three, isn't about a feeling. It's not when I'm ready. It's not that I believe it's going to work for me. It's saying, fuck it all. I am choosing to believe, which is what faith is. I'm choosing to to believe that this is going to work out for me. I'm choosing to believe that God wants the best for me. I'm choosing to believe that if I line myself up with higher things, trust, peace, love, compassion, kindness, that my fear will dissipate, that my dread will dissipate because if I'm feeding, I existed most of my adult life with hy- like hypochondriacism, undiagnosed, but what I mean by that is every pain was like a something that I had to go to the hospital for to have tests for because I was going to be sick or I was going to miss something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, once I said, fuck it, I choose to believe that I'm okay. I choose to believe that God's taking care of me. I choose to believe that if there is something to worry about, God will let me know. And sometimes my prayers is, God, please make it. I, this actually really helped Lisa and another friend of mine. God, if you're saying something to me, please make it crystal clear, like neon sign obvious. And you know what? I'm having the best year of my life in the midst of COVID, which for a hypochondriac is like a huge deal. So if you don't already, maybe incorporate into your prayers. God, show me you're a parent. God, I want you to be my parent. That's actually really good. God, I want you to be my parent. God, I want you to be my father. Please, please parent me like a parent should. Let me be a child again. Because once we see life through the lens of children, everything is amazing and spectacular. Like remember when you were little or if you have a little kid around, you know, all the why questions. They're just so fascinated by everything. Like why does a mosquito bite you? Why do you get a bump when a mosquito bites you? Why is it itchy? Like the wonder and the awe of children to me is the best way to approach life because then everything's like mind blowing and a gift. So I wish that for you today because that has changed my life. I wish that. If you have your higher power as a parent, that it's a renewed sense of being a child. If you don't, I pray for you that that happens because it's a real gift. And there is not one single reason that anybody cannot attain this with their higher power. God is invincible. God is bigger than we will ever understand. If we could understand the mind of God or who God is, it wouldn't be God. So we can't make sense of it. So dream big, just like our fantasies a lot of times are like way out there and we can't make sense of like where it came from or how it could come to be. Be like that. Be like that. Like, you know, how we all have fantasies of what we would do if we won the lottery. I actually have a list of that, by the way, of what I would do if I won like the Americans. You guys are crazy. You have like $100 million lotteries. We have like million dollar lotteries up here. Just like you have like a fantasy list of what you would do if you won the lottery, have a fantasy list about what, how life would be if you sunk into being a child of God, which we all are, by the way, beloved and appreciated and adored and God would do anything for us. And he often does. And we just don't see it. So it is glory day today, y'all. It is Sunday. So what a fitting topic. I hope that. This was exactly what you needed to hear. If you want to give me a topic idea or you want to tell me of a sober birthday that's coming up or you just even want me to pray for you, you can email me or Lisa, 2SoberChicks at gmail.com, the number two. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same handle, at 2SoberChicks. I look forward to seeing you. I wish you a blessed day and I'll talk to you soon.